Welcome to the table with Cliff Hurt. Uh, I am lucky to have Perth's legendary, not legendary, because you're doing your thing now. So drag queen, <laughs> singer, comedian, uh, local cabaret star, um, comedian queen. Uh, I've seen some of your work. I have some questions I'll ask about some of that later. Mm -hmm. um, I love your work. Um, we Thank met you. before. You reminded me of this off air. Yes. Um, because he's sharp. <laughs> I don't and, forget a face. <laughs> and, uh, and, and like every time we've met, that's probably why you've been so warm to me. Like, I know you. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and you're like... You just like being like hi, and I'm like oh hi, <laughs> getting a kick out of like yeah. <laughs> knowing that I don't know, and I are. know that I know your name, and you don't know mine. It's lovely. Um, <laughs> uh, Kugel Morrison, uh, welcome to the table. Thank you for um, having me. I'm so happy to have you here. Um, and yeah, at the table we just share our stories, mm -hmm. uh, kind of get into uh, some fun questions, and uh, lead into some inspiration. Um, sure. And then we always end with just three gratitudes. Uh, I have a few things that I want to ask you about, but like, let's mm. start. Um, Clint. Um, Hello. <laughs> thank you for being here. Um, yeah. Tell me about yourself. Where are you from? Where you grew up? Uh, your journey up into drag. Um, what cool. What was it like for you? So uh, I grew up here in Perth. Mm -hmm. I grew up in the Swan Valley, uh, a lovely rural area. Um, uh, great upbringing. Yeah. And then I, I trained as a, like an actor and then I went into opera singing because I really, really wanted to sing, um, not to sing opera, mm -hmm. but I just, the, the course I wanted to get into was like for music theatre and they were like, oh no, Dal, not quite yet. You have to learn how to sing. And I was like, do I? <laughs> yes, you do. Um, but classical said yes. So I was like, cool, well, I'll learn how to sing that way because it's the hardest thing to sing. Yes. I figured like if you can sing that, then you should be able to sing a lot of other styles. Yes. But I did that like really dedicated. I was like such a good damn student. Um, for about like four or five years and that's what took me to America Yep. Um, because these teachers in Australia are fantastic but I've got a very problematic voice <laughs> and they're like we don't understand your voice and I'm like okay and, and like the best teacher at WAPO would say to me all the time she's like I've not heard a voice like yours ever and I'd say is that a compliment she goes <laughs> I'm not sure <laughs> and I'm like Great, <laughs> I think. Um, so I went to America, worked with the best teachers in the world and I went to Italy as well. Um, got very broke in the meantime because that is not true. And they, they also said, we don't understand your voice. <laughs> so I, was, I came back to Perth and was like, cool. So either I give up performing entirely um, or I do this like crazy idea I had floating in my head for years and years and years, which at that point was to create like an androgynous character. Yep. So elements of drag, of course, but it was um, hyper-centralised uh, femininity yes. for me. So it's the things about Clint that make Clint stand out a bit in public. Things like, I don't walk, I float. <laughs> I have... Uh, I have childbirthing hips on a boy. Why? <laughs> so, like, I would put on a corset and accentuate that curvature. Yes. Um, I'd wear some makeup, but I have like my own chest exposed and mm -hmm. stuff. So that's that's the origins of Cougar Morrison was androgyny, yep. um, and so I did that, that's and awesome. it was very scary because, as I said, like they are elements that, are like. Uh, uber sensualized version of myself. Yes. So I'm really putting me yeah, out there. Heck yeah. Um, but it went 
okay and I just ran with it mm-hmm. and then eventually Cougar became a little bit more draggy because I started working, doing like, not working, I was doing like uh, some of the competitions at Connections Nightclub yes. here in Perth and my gorgeous friend Barbie Q um, uh, is the manager there and mm-hmm. she was like, do you want to um, come back next week and do the competition again? I went, oh yeah, oh, I just have to learn another song. She <laughs> goes, doll, you can lip sync. <laughs> I'm like, oh, can I? Because <laughs> um, I didn't think of myself as a drag queen yes. at that point. I was like, I'm not, I'm not qualified as a drag queen. Like the fact that I sing, surely that disqualifies <laughs> me. Um, yeah, I, mean, um, I, I, I think like um, drag queens though, like who can sing and mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot, a lot can. You mm-hmm. know, actually, um, it's like a really cool thing and a really cool feature and a unique uh, feature. And I think you've kind of honed in on that um, with your shows and like performing in front of with live um, jazz bands. And um, I think that's it's fascinating. Very cool. And your voice, amazing. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's a funny thing about um, about the opera. And to now is that like even the opera teachers would be like, there's a lot of wobble in your voice. Mm-hmm. They're like, even too much for opera. <laughs> I'm like, really? <laughs> so I kind of like pulled the finger and was like, cool. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go sing the stuff that I like, yeah. which is stuff like Edith Piaf, yeah, Eartha yeah. Kitt, Judy Garland. Yes. All three of those incredible artists have huge wobbles yes. and had formidable careers. I'm like, well, obviously you can have a career. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so I just had to uh, cross-dress and sing with a, a jazz band. Uh, if only I knew that was the answer when I was, you know, six years old. I would have done it earlier. Um, Tell me a little bit more about that. Like, um, what was it like uh, for you coming out? Uh, were you always out? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Uh, it wasn't even an option yep. in, in my family. So my family, I'll um, preface this, my family are now amazing. Yes. They are the most supportive folks um and my siblings are all great as well they come see all my shows my dad gave me a standing ovation at the last thing i did which made me break down in tears because like even though he tells me that he's proud of me he doesn't say it in public he's very shy Mm -hmm. publicly about his emotions um so they're great now however growing up was a homophobic family yes so it wasn't even on the table as like potential <laughs> things that you uh, might be with your life. I was like, cool. Yes. But I knew I loved clothing, um, like, which is weird because Clint now has like a small, <laughs> tiny <laughs> amount of clothing. Cougar has an entire room. <laughs> um, Clint knows what he likes and he yes. just wears those same outfits. And they, they compliment my body. I look great. I'm like, cool. I like this and nothing else. But Cougar has to have options. <laughs> um, but yeah, like uh, six years old, I remember one of my first memories is like my mum had these beautiful um, like white lace curtains hanging in our lounge room. Yes. And she'd taken them down to clean them one day. And obviously I found them and I've got them and I've like take them out into the backyard and I'm running through the grass with them wrapped around my shoulders, like <laughs> flouncing around and I can just hear my mum go, Clint Peter, from the door. And I'm like, shit, you know, when they <laughs> use your middle name, you're in trouble. Um, For sure. And I was like, oh God, I've got to come up with a lunch. She goes, what are you doing? And I was like, uh, I'm being a cloud, mum. <laughs> and I got away with it just. <laughs> But Very I creative at a yeah, young age. I'm being a cloud. Being a cloud. I was like, <laughs> what's fluffy and white? Oh, I don't know. Um, so like, I knew that I liked, I liked attention. Yeah, I always sure. wanted to be 
um, respected for my work. I, yes. Like, I don't know if I wanted to be famous, but I wanted people to know me for what I did. Yes. Um, definitely not like infamous. I want to be famous. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get you. Um, and so that when I did finally come out, it was very, very delayed. I knew definitely from when I was 19 that I was gay, um, yeah. without a doubt. <laughs> what, um, what was the turning point there that you were like, okay, for sure, I know, I know this now? Oh, like, because, okay, so I, when I, when I did go to Italy to train with the teachers and everything, my dad's parting words to me at the airport was like, oh, Clint, we'll save a room for her. I went, what? Huh? <laughs> for who? It's like, oh, the girl you're going to bring back. I'm like, <laughs> I knew. I knew at this point. This was about like four years in um, to me already knowing. I was like, yep. <laughs> but I hadn't said anything or addressed it because I knew it would go down like a shit sandwich. Yes. Like just not going to go there. And I like I had people in my life who would try and pressure me to, to come out. Yes. On their timeline. And I'm like, uh-uh. Got to do it for me. Absolutely. Because it's, if it does go to shit, which I think, it, which I thought it would and it did, it's my life that's affected, not yes. yours. So just fuck right off. Yep. Am I allowed to swear on this? Yeah, Sorry. of course you Great. can. Great. <laughs> um, you can say whatever you want to say. Cool. <laughs> um, so then when I, I came back from Italy, my dad was like, oh, so what's her name? And I was like, who? And he's like, <laughs> the girl from Italy. And I was like, oh. Um, her name's Mark. Because <laughs> I did have a, a – it was nothing too serious, just just some, like, making out and stuff. But I had, like, a little, like, summer fling. Yeah, yeah. And it was the first time in my life that I was like, oh, oh, my gosh, is this what it's like to, to be happy? Yes. Because I had done nothing from, from when I knew because I was like, no, it's too dangerous. Yep. Too many people here know me and it would get out. And yes. It was going to be a big secret. <laughs> yeah. But um, in Italy, like, like no one knows you. These people had no obligation to like me. I was there for a summer school. So it's like 30 strangers. They, they were all from New York. Yep. Um, and I was the one person from Australia. And they didn't have any obligation to like me at all. Like, because they all knew at the end of the three weeks, yep. they go to one hemisphere, I go to another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they adored me. And that filmed me, made me feel lovely. Yep. Um, but then I, I felt like, about two weeks into that course, like just started relaxing and not, I didn't even know I had like these, these things that I did around people here in Australia just to fit in. And, yep. and they just all started like literally just, evo uh, what's the word, evaporating. Yeah, disappearing. And um, yeah, I was just me. That's powerful. Yeah, for the, like, the first time up to that point yep. in my adult life. Um, yeah, so then flash forward, coming back, Coming out was horrible. Uh, I had to <laughs> move out within a matter of like a week mm. of telling my folks. Um, and then when the opportunity arise, arose that there happened to be a work visa yep. for the United States and the uh, eligibility criteria was that you'd just finished your degree. Yep. I had. It was just things fell into place. Yep. I just happened to have come out at the right time <laughs> that this visa existed because it doesn't anymore. <laughs> um, and it was a one-year working visa in the States. And I was like, cool. Well, I know. I know so many people in the States yes. now because of that summer school in Italy. Um, and they all loved me. If my family don't, well, fuck them. Yeah. I'm going. Yeah. I'm a fire sign, if you hadn't realised <laughs> that. <laughs> when things aren't working, thing. I'm like, I'm out. Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter, like, whether it's job, friendship, relationship. At the first sign of, like, this isn't working, I'm very keen to pull the, um, yep. 
the, the parachute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, um, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> I get Which I, I'm very impulsive in that regard. Like, Yeah. Yeah, but but I mean, like I mean, how have you used that then in your career to like uh, catapult you forward? Because I mean, I think you uh-huh. need some. I think you need some of that. I think you need some of that fire. Um, yeah. And I think uh, to stay relevant, you need. Uh, and I mean, I look at drag culture now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would be completely different from when you started. Mm-hmm. Um, which we'll get into a little bit about who you think and are like some people to look out for later. We'll talk about that. Sure. But um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I think it would be something that you need to have as an artist to just definitely do this. Yeah, you have to be cutthroat about what you say yes to and no to. Yes, um, not just in career opportunities, but especially when you're creating yes. your own material because mm-hmm. that's going to reflect you. It's your brand. Yeah. People might remember you for this in a good way or a bad way. Definitely. So if it's like, for example, I'm I'm finalizing my show that's coming up, and there's uh, a number in in mind that I'm like, oh, I'd really like to do that. I think it could be a cool point of difference. But I'm like, it's not, it's not, it's not selling it to me yep. like at least ninety percent. It's about like a seventy five percent yes. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not a good enough ratio. Yep. Hmm. That's not. Yep. I want it to be at least ninety percent yes. Yep. Um, it does that make sense? To yeah, you? yeah. I mean, that's pretty powerful. Um, that's a, <laughs> it's. I mean, so this year, mm-hmm. uh, it's been an in- interesting year. So like, even myself, like talking to my therapist, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and like, you know, that's something that kind of comes up, uh, giving like your yeses and letting them be like your full out like yeses and like actually weighing stuff out. You know, even talking to some of my friends who've gone through like some issues and like working through just their own life. You mm-hmm. know, you want to have, you want to feel like it's a above you know 80 percent you're working there you feel like you love doing it absolutely um, like fully invested I, I think that's like it makes a lot of sense to me <laughs> it does yeah yeah it's it's i think we spoke about this briefly um off air like the the covid effect is yes. that like it made everyone think what do i actually like about my job and my life mm-hmm. and i think a lot of us realize there's a whole lot more that we don't like mm-hmm. than we do like so it made everyone <laughs> you're right like uh, yes our, it did. Our, the whole ratio of our existence yep. was like 80 percent in the red yeah. and we're like shit like <laughs> i'm only spending 20 percent of my life doing stuff that i like this is not good yep can't carry on doing yeah this. can't carry on yeah that. so i guess i'm <laughs> approaching uh creating my show with like that same sort of mentality yeah. of like is this is yeah. this in the red or is this going to be the good shit yeah you I know mean, you got i think you have to fall in love with it for it to like translate I, absolutely I think, and i think you do that well i think uh, i hope so <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of scary too because when like in in my creative field in the drag world, like there because of social media and like uh, certain reality shows like yep. RuPaul's Drag Race and yep. stuff, um, which is excellent because now so many people know about drag, yes. but they also only know a small version of drag. Yeah, there of are so many things, and like what you were saying about singing drag queens, drag queens started uh, when they drag queens were a huge part of the cabaret circuit. They all sang. Yes. And then lip syncing as um, became more prevalent with like you know technology yeah, as yeah, well, of course. and just for you know ease because not everyone can sing. It's a very difficult skill. Yep. Yep. Um, but now, like when you create something that you love, well, what I'm finding is like the stuff that I like isn't mainstream. <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. <laughs> it is okay, but it's scary. <laughs> yeah, but you got to learn to trust that fear. You're like, I'm not sure if this is going to go well. Yes. Or terrible. So we'll find out when I walk out on stage. Yes. And that's... <laughs> look, you know what? Terror makes you very present. <laughs> and people always think that's a big joke, but, like, it's it's true. Like, I'm acutely aware of 
every millisecond that I'm on that stage. <laughs> and they're like, you are so in the moment. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Shitting your pants will do that. <laughs> well, you saw me as I went to go get a glass of water. I was just like, I'm extremely nervous okay. right now. Right? Like, cause now I'm thinking like, I want to make sure everything's right. You know, like, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. You know? <laughs> like, uh, so I get you, you know, yeah. you're, you're, you're on the stage uh, um, and you just, yeah, I, I, I look at your material and I think we'll get into this. I, I can ask a question now. Mm. Um, like I, I notice sometimes like uh, it appears that like it's a steady stream of like consciousness. Like it's like your your alter ego, your other consciousness sometimes when I'm looking at the videos and like it just kind of like flows and it's like hilarious. <laughs> like it's. Oh, it's my like <laughs> my my things on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Instagram oh, yeah. Persona, like, yeah. Like it's just the interesting flow of like and but it's nice it's it's the things that we're thinking about uh-huh. that we're talking about it's uh-huh. the people that we are around and like you just pull them all in um and you do it really really well thanks shows that you're not like one dimensional um, oh, no. <laughs> you know um on top of the singing on top of the performance um that the true comedian is also there <laughs> comedian slash dork <laughs> such a dork I'm so happy that you've said that because um, <laughs> when I started doing those like little like uh, it's the Instagram stories, yes, um, which is like Wednesday inspiring. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love those. Oh my god. Um, well, that started because of COVID. I was stuck at home. I thought I had COVID um, when it first hit. I had the most raging sore throat, so I self isolated very strictly yep. for the first three weeks. And I was like, I know me. I don't like being told what to do. Yep. Um, I need some format in my in my week, so yes. I created Ways to Be Wiser Wednesday, so I knew what day Wednesday was. Yes, and I also did a live stream of Drag Queen Storytime on Sunday, so it's like two things in the week yes. that I had to work towards and look forward to every yes. week. That helped me, um, but with the Instagram stories, like. It was just like me being an absolute knob, <laughs> but I love watching Instagram stories. Yes. I I happily spend. Hours. <laughs> it's not an addiction I suffer from. I enjoy every second of it. <laughs> I do. I love Instagram stories. And uh, people like um, Jonathan Van Ness from yes. um, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Yeah, JVN is great. Yeah, JVN is wonderful. <laughs> and um, Adam Rippon, yep. um, the the figure skater. Like yes. Those two were two that I, I never miss a single one of their stories because they're both by no means masculine men um, or human beings. And they're unapologetic about yes. it, and they're wonderful. Yes. They're so engaging, yes. and there's so there's so much that they give to it. I'm like, well, that's the sort of shit that I want to create. Yes. And so I was like, well, cool. Yeah, um, yeah. And at least from the stories that I would watch from people in in Australia, yes, I was like, there aren't too many genuine um, flamboyant people. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of people going on doing something, and you're like, that's really funny. I can tell it's scripted. Yes, yes, cool. Um, I love to see it when people stuff up. <laughs> I love to see when people fail. I love to see bloopers. Yeah. I like, show me it all, like completely unfiltered. Um, so that's what I've tried to do. And it's really good. So I'm really happy people like yeah. it because, oh, no, it's good. Some, right? some of the stuff that I, I post, I watch it back and I'm like, why did you post that? Like, that's so not perfect. But again, Imperfection is beauty, right? It's good, man. Like I like uh like the lasagna one. Like I, I, oh so I like the I like the details too. So like I like when you're like lasagna, lasagna. Like like you just plan through what people say. It's the things yeah. that we like do. Uh-huh. You know, and I love that. I love like um the fun that you're having, you know, like internally with the 
with us as the audience, with whatever you're doing. Um, yeah. It's really good. Um, so, yeah, good stuff. Um, I'm, I'm bringing it back a little bit. Mm-hmm. So how we met. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> this so, was fun. <laughs> so uh, I was reminded because I'm just horrible. This happens to me a lot. This is bad. <laughs> but this was kind of tricky. Um, so we met at Lush. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah, I met you in boy form <laughs> as Clint. Very similar to this, but platinum blonde. <laughs> yes. So I did look different. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we... Did the training. We, we did a training. training. So we're, we're from different stores, but we yep. did like a professional development day. Yes. And um, we're all like a bunch of us were like chilling out on the grass um, yep. for our lunch break. And like you do have a quite a noticeable accent. <laughs> yes. Um, the flip side was when I lived in New York, I was the one with the accent. I was like, oh, I love your accent. Um, but I never forget a face. And so yes. when I... Eventually, uh, was, was that? that was like maybe two years yep, ago, sure. Definitely two years ago. About two, yeah. And then about oh, a month or so ago at uh, 2020's Pride celebration yes. at the court, I bumped into you at, at the court again, but I was in full drag. Yes. And you came up and like introduced yourself <laughs> and I was like, I know the face, I know the voice. And you said you introduced your name is Cliff and I'm like, it's the same person. <laughs> But you don't know who it's me. <laughs> I'm in disguise. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm just like, are you? I'm like, I know people. I, I think I did a whole like spill because I've been thinking out loud too when I get uh-huh. into like situations. And I'm like, are you Cougar? You are Cougar Morrison. Like, I'm like, got to ask you. I'm like, yeah. And like, yeah, like I am Cougar Morrison. And I'm like, ah, oh, so nice to meet you. And oh, like, thanks. Going through, you know, going through this whole like thing. You're really like cool, which is also like um, a genuineness like thing to like have on the scene too. Um, you know, I've been uh, to a few places. And, uh-huh. uh, I, I didn't grow up in the, the drag culture because I came out quite late. Sure. Um, but I am a big RuPaul fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I appreciate mm-hmm. uh, the art, the art form, the artist, mm-hmm. uh, and who are all very different. Um, and so when I got here, I've seen you a few times, uh, like as uh, Cougar Morrison, oh, right. like outside of that. Perth. So I had seen you last year at a few shows. Sure. Um, so I, <laughs> you know, like I was kind of like really intrigued and I was like, I just want to meet this person. Mm-hmm. Um, like now I've seen you around the court, like less, you know, and you're just nice. <laughs> um, that, that, oh, and, thank you. You know, like, and I see like when you're out too, that you're just really, really nice and approachable. Yeah. Now, I mean, I think that's really cool as an artist too. Thanks. Um, because I think you're not just one, once again, like I said, not one dimensional. You're actually really talented. Thank um, you. And you're really, really nice. And that that's that's just upstanding. I think sometimes, like, artists can become uh, a little, like, you know, unapproachable. Right. Um, yeah. And I think on the LGBTQ scene, um, mm-hmm. not, not being judgy, I think, like, we, yeah, we can act kind of different um, towards one another sometimes, too. So it's just really nice totally. to have, like, that comfort. And I see you, um, I think you kind of help create that around as much as you can in that space. I see you speak to a lot of people when you're out on the floor and smiling and just talking to people and making everybody feel comfortable. So that's a testament to who you are as Thank you. a person. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Look, um, nice being nice isn't always as cool yeah. as um, like being oh, fierce and like yes and slay and like people want to li- live their fantasy. That's And that's great. And, like, yeah. and I want to as well. <laughs> but... I never want to get to a point where that is my priority and people are secondary yes. because if you don't have people, you don't have an audience. Yep. If they don't like you, they won't buy a fucking ticket. Yes. And so, like, it's always good to be nice, I think, even yeah. though it's a rather uncool thing <laughs> perceivably. But, like, 
I think in the long run, there's only a benefit. Yes. Because you get more friends, yep. more people like you, and you don't have to um, I don't worry about who you're talking to or what you're saying. Yep. Yeah. Um, look, the drag culture in, in Perth is really lovely. We've yes. got a lot of really nice queens, yes. actually. Um, we've also For got sure. some queens who have burnt themselves really <laughs> early on. They hit the ground running and they're like, just, you know, all for that self-gratification on stage, yes. which, you know, that is important. Yes. But when all that focus is there and not on the people mm -hmm. and being a people person as well, like there's a few, I won't mention their names, um, who burnt some bridges pretty early on and now are working really hard to be like, exactly. I am a nice person. And we're like, we remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try to be a nice person. Just be, be a, a nice, nice person. person. Yeah. That's it. Yes. Don't try so hard. Just be a nice person. Yep. No, that's that, that's a testament to who you are. Thank I you. Really like a testament that. to my mum and my dad as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. That when, when people meet my mum and dad, they're like, oh, of course you're like that. <laughs> of course you are. Yeah, yeah. You're just like, they, I, I lucked out. Like, yep. Not when I came out, I didn't think I lucked out. But now, <laughs> now ever, I'm like, yeah, I got, I got two of the best. Yeah. I think sometimes, uh, you know, it's interesting, like parents, um, like still, they have to figure out like if you've changed mm -hmm. or if it was who you always were and like are, have the values that they've worked their lives Sure. Like stuck, yeah. and I think um, you know, like I think the values absolutely generally don't go anywhere, and I think they have to like, yeah, there are some differences, and you may have some slight like variations mm -hmm. or viewpoints uh, because things evolve throughout your children, absolutely. Like, you know? um, but I think once parents realize, like, oh, the values you know that we've like instilled are like there most of the time. Yes, <laughs> because deep down, I think uh, that they probably fear that. Um, well, like, their children are a reflection of themselves. Yeah. And so exactly what you're saying, they're like, oh, shit. Like, have we done a good enough job now? Yeah. Like, are they are they rejecting and rebelling everything yes. we've done? I'm like, no, no, no. And you're right. I think the values <laughs> do stick. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so going back, we, we met Lush. Um, oh, yes. You're doing, you're doing, you're doing your thing um, here in Perth. Um, you've lived abroad. Mm -hmm. um, you've studied at WAPA. Um, and tell us about now. Um, I, I know we can probably just keep talking. <laughs> um, tell me about now. What are you doing now? Uh, where can people find you mm -hmm. on uh, your social media platforms? Oh, okay. Uh, so I mean, whatever you want to share about now. Um, and Fringe World, we're, we're doing that time. I'm lucky enough to have you here <sighs> doing one of the most busy times of the year. I'm lucky, y'all. <laughs> it's hackers. It's hackers. Uh -huh. um, cool. So social media is... Cougar Morrison. So Cougar like Raur <laughs> and Morrison like the dodgy street in Midland where I grew up. Um, so that's <laughs> that's my, it's just my name, all one word. Um, what's happening now is, of course, yes, Fringe World, as you, you said, it's wonderful for so many reasons. Like Fringe World is always the best time in Perth. Anyway, as a performer, as a, a patron, it's yes. just excellent. Great vibe, food vans, yes. drinks, live entertainment, um, great weather. Yes. Um, one of my favorite times of the year. <laughs> literally. I've been here for four years now in April. Yeah. And like, it's one of my favorite, all time favorite times of the it's year. It's wonderful. <laughs> and of all the fringe festivals in the world, Perth Fringe was the third largest. Yes. Edinburgh, Adelaide, then Perth. This year, I think we're irrefutably the largest. So it's it's extra special because yes. we're probably one of the only ones that's going to be able to happen in 2021. Yep. Um, so the Perth artists are 
are delighted um, and so grateful. We're by no means trying to rub anyone else's noses in it, but also grateful that we, as the Perth um, homebodies, yes. are able to be the stars of our own festival. Like we, have, we have some wonderful acts that come from all over the world and all over Australia, and a lot of those acts um, uh, come from like a little bit more money than we do yes. or like a little bit more marketing than what we do. And it's it's just a – if I'm going to call a spade a spade, it's a competition to see – to get like people at your show or their show. Yes. Because we've only got a finite amount of people <laughs> in Perth. <laughs> yes. And there's often more seats on sale per night than there are actual population. <laughs> um, so the fact that the international and like out-of-state artists can't come, it is a shame on one side because a lot of them are our friends. Yes. And as artists, we're like, they're dying to get work and we understand that implicitly. Yes. But on the same breath, we're like, oh. It's like this year feels like, and at least ticket sales reflected, yep. it's like what Perth Fringe used to be. Um, back when it started. So we're kind of like, cool, this is really refreshing and yes. nice. Um, so yes, Fringe World, I'm in four different seasons of shows and uh, not to put the panic on anyone, but they're all selling really well, which is <laughs> lovely. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to the Comedy Queen. Now. Yeah, Comedy Queen is my, my big one that I'm producing. It's my solo show, which I've got two of my best friends in as well, which are two hilarious burlesque dancers, yes. Lucy Lovegun and Veruca Sauer. Um, who are icons in their own right. So yes. they're, they're not my backup dancers, yep. uh, but they're often on stage behind me. Yep. Uh, but I've given them solos to do yeah. in my show as well because sure. even though it's just me on the poster, I'm like, I don't feel quite right saying that these two icons are my backups. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's, it's not at all <laughs> it's how the I see essence it. essence of collaboration. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's Feb 5 and 6 at Connections Nightclub. There's yep. literally about 30 tickets each okay. left each night so okay. that's nearly gone um filthy is an up late uh naughty sexy variety <laughs> show that's also selling stupidly well okay. so uh and then the big one i'm in is spectacular spectacular which is with the the nine piece jazz band the perth cabaret Sweet. collective um and that's in the final week of fringe feb 8 to feb 14 Sweet. an entire week um also selling stupidly well <laughs> so uh, or to to get those ones, you just go to thefringeworld.com.au, uh, yes. type in the name of the show and all the info's there. Definitely. That's yeah. awesome. I'm looking forward to this year. I, you know, like it is one of those things where, you know, so many artists come out, but like mm -hmm. Perth, um, one of the things that I think COVID has shown me is that like Perth, because so much, many uh, talented Perth artists have come back home, mm. you're like, there are and they're talented artists here. Yes. Um, but then, like, when you get everybody together, you're like, whoa, whoa. So I'm kind of like, whoa. Uh, people are coming off tour, and then, like, you're paying attention to the ones that you've always been following. So mm -hmm. I'm following artists already, and you're like, wow, I didn't know that person was from Perth. Wow, yeah. I didn't get that Perth, like, this person was, yeah. Like, I, it's just, I'm amazed. Like, Perth um, is kind of like one of those uh, secret, secret places. It's kind of like has this, you know, nobody really... Everybody's kind of chilled, you know. Like <laughs> you, yeah, on on appearance, you're right. On appearance, you would never pick Perth as being like, oh, this is the metropolitan centre of Australia. Everyone always is like, oh, it's Sydney and Melbourne. Yeah, it's Sydney and Melbourne. If you, and growing up here in Perth, that's all we ever heard. Yes. Oh, if you want to be a performer, if you want to be creative, you can do your training here, but then you have to leave yes. and you have to go to Sydney or Melbourne. And nowadays, exactly what you're saying. 
That is not this narrative not at, at all. all. <laughs> you can absolutely have a very profitable, successful, creative career staying straight here in Perth. Yes. And I learned that the hard way from like, you know, going from Perth to New York yeah. um, and working my ass off to get noticed there, which is so hard. Yes. Uh, because there's just so many people there. Yes. And coming back to Perth and, uh, and I was like, oh, I've got to start from scratch. And then I was like, Oh, but I, it's not from scratch because if I need someone that can help make costumes, yes. I know this person and if I need someone who can <laughs> like record stuff, I can go to this person yes. who I already know and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, oh, I've actually got a network already. Yep. I don't have to go to, yep. s- to square one. And my network is in Perth, not Sydney, not Melbourne, yes. not New York. I went, cool. Yeah. And literally within the first six months of coming back to Perth, I create. I did so much more creatively than I did in two years of living in Manhattan. Yes, in New York, and I'm like that ratio doesn't make sense. <laughs> if, if you put that on paper, you'd be like, "There's no way." Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that is the way now. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we've got great um, institutions here. Yep. Uh, Whopper is, of course, a fabulous place for learning. Yes, um, but I think also with the rise of YouTube and social media, we can learn so many more skills yes. without actually having to go to an actual institution. Yep. And I, I think like the young artists of today, that's what they're doing, mm-hmm. right? Um, they're they're learning. Uh, they're getting good so damn fast. So fast, isn't it depressing? <laughs> like you go see a show and you're just like, "You're very good. <laughs> I'll never be as good as you are." <laughs> uh. So who are you? Yeah, I know. I mean, like you are the queen of the court. <laughs> um, I'm one of them. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. Um, you know, tell me about the artist scene and like anybody that you're looking forward to seeing come up in the, oh. the drag um, the drag scene or somebody who may be doing something a little bit different that you're like, ah, I see that, I like that, um, that you are celebrating and mm. maybe want to draw some attention to? Well, I mean, this year uh, we changed the name of Queen of the Court yes. to be more inclusive. So it's the Crown of the Court, yes. which is excellent because really cool. uh, last year, sorry, 2019, the recipient of it was the very first king of the court, yeah. uh, a king called Justin Sider, who is yeah. one of the nicest people in the entire planet. Yep. Um, I love everything that Justin does. Justin's someone I do look out for. Yep. I always want to see them perform because they do live rapping. Yep. Um, they're very funny. <laughs> they record their own voice on top of tracks as well, which is something that I do too. Uh, and just a genuinely nice person yep. again. So, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we, we like, we're like it's just so it's just so easy going Just to hang out sure. with and chat with. It's, yeah. it's really refreshing, yep. um, and a great listener as well, yep. and a, a people, uh, a king for the people. Yes, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, gosh, I'm just going to scan my mind. That, look, there's so many um, drag performers who are trying new stuff at the moment, and that's the the f- most fabulous thing about those highly pressurized competitions, like crown of the court or like pop princess which yes. are the two big ones we have in in perth um because they put people through themes and genres that they normally wouldn't pick for themselves it's designed to put you in pressure it's designed to yep. be like sink or swim yes so like for me i'm a when i did those both those competitions and i won them both. <laughs> i was just the first queen Legend. in history to do it <laughs> i wanted to be the first that's what, that was a goal i was like i want to be the first <laughs> for sure <laughs> book me uh, <laughs> But I, I, I had to do it to, to get noticed. And I, so I, that was my goal for yeah. myself. Um, uh, so, like, I'm an old school queen. So, like, I, do, I love a lot of musicals and um, things from, like, you know, 
Bette Midler and Judy Garland and Ethel Merman, yep. like the old Broadway shows and the yep. MGM musicals. Um, and so I was often challenged to be like, okay, now you have to do something top 40. Now you have to do something heavy metal. Yes. And I was like, heavy metal? <laughs> what? <laughs> and it was literally one of those times where you walk out on stage going, I don't know if this is going <laughs> to fall flat on its ass, but I'll give it my all. Um, but that's what there's a line to do. But in the competition that just happened for Crown of the Court, um, there's a queen called Rhonda Civic who really, really pulled it out of the bag and the actual winner, Liberty Genre, yep. was like irrefutably the person <laughs> who should win because she was just so um, spectacular in how far she pushed. Sweet. They all pushed yeah, themselves, yeah, yeah. but Liberty really was like, I'm going to not just push, I'm going to far exceed. <laughs> and then the, the, the last one, oh, there's two more that I really, really love watching. One of them is one of my dear friends, Moxie Hart. Okay. Moxie is... Um, uh, a cis female who performs in drag as well, sweet. which is something that it is sweet yeah. and it's it's lovely because it means yeah, drag is for everyone yes. and drag is supposed to be, be for, for everyone. everyone. Yeah. And Moxie again, an absolute sweetheart, but um, comes out and does some really kooky shit, which I love. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what was the other one? Oh, Contra. Contra. Um, I can't remember Contra's original name, okay. but Contra is so young. And such a fucking hustler. <laughs> Contra has, um, like, when Contra first started on the scene, um, like, wanted to improve their makeup skills. Yes. So, enrolled in a makeup artistry course. Done it. And now their makeup is, like, incredible. She's <laughs> huge over Instagram and TikTok. Um, and then wanted to learn how to make stuff. So, she's enrolled in fashion design. And... She's only six months into her course <laughs> and she's doing incredible. And then she's created an event called Oddball, which is like a kind of club kid alternate yep. scene, yep. And which is, again, another form of drag, which we don't see often yes. in like shows like RuPaul's. Yep. They might get like one runway challenge, which is based on it. Um, but it's a legitimate form of it as well. Um, yeah, she's, cool. she's a fucking mover and shaker. I know Perth has like, mm -mm. you know, like Perth is like, like beaming with talent, like just so much talent. Um, That's it. And the 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 more I look into it, the more I'm just like, why are people going so far? <laughs> and why um, to search for all of this stuff that's like right here in mm -hmm. like the backyard of Perth? Like, um, so yeah, I'm all about it. <laughs> this is hence the podcast. I was just like, uh, I got to like talk to people. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so many people doing amazing, uh, um, incredible things, and putting in the hard work, just as much hard work as anybody else across the seas. Or that's so nice to hear state, you know like and you know why you know that because you actually got you left home and you went to see a live performance <laughs> yes. and they're free y'all yes they're free you yep. pay for your drink <laughs> but like it's free entrance and yep. it's like it yes. happens every week twice a week at least yes in your own damn city <laughs> yeah like perth always was like the other poo poo thing that people would say about perth is like oh there's nothing to do in perth that is absolutely dead now. Yeah, that is not, not at all true anymore. Um, you may have to Uber <laughs> or you Definitely. may have to drive, uh, whatever, depending on where you are based. But there is always something to yep. do in Perth. Um, not just drag, like live music, um, comedy, burlesque, yes. Yes. everything, every genre you can think of is yeah. doing multiple performances every week. Yep. And especially now coming out of COVID, yes. I think everyone wants to go <laughs> see something. They're like... I've exhausted what's on Netflix and Stan. <laughs> Give me something real. Yes. Yep. 
Show me the mistakes. So Show me the celebrations. You so know? much good stuff. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to uh, coming out. I got to get on and get my tickets today. You got to get on. Um, because I know. <laughs> They're going to go. They're going to go really quick now. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's um, a lovely, it's a really lovely position to be in where we're like, oh, I think our, our show might sell out, which is really like it's not it doesn't it doesn't happen all yes. the time it's yeah. never happened to me so if this if comedy queen does sell out i will be opening a bottle of passion <laughs> pop very soon um because i'm not classy at all i'm like four dollars is enough to spend on bubbles it's fine <laughs> so um i'll ask a few questions about mm-hmm. um just uh you know, some fun questions, some inspirational questions, and then we'll end with some gratitude. I'll probably that'll probably take us into like that hour. Sure. Um, and if there's anything else that you want to share, feel free. Um, no worries. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what inspired um, the ways to be wiser Wednesdays? Like, I I really <laughs> I, I really love that, and I want to <laughs> go back there. Like, what what really like inspired that idea? Like, what um and I mean, so many layers, like uh, the environmentally friendly mm-hmm. aspect of it mm-hmm. and like just the healthy eating aspect of it mm-hmm. um, and just being e- like easy like on yourself, like um, some of these things. And what like what inspired that? What made you think like I could do that? Like I I think it's just so good. It just makes so much sense. Like, Thank you. <laughs> um, well, I think one of the biggest mottos I live my life by is how can I work smarter, not harder? Yes. And that is. My sister actually put my sister. We're both the middle children. She's a trapeze artist. I'm a drag queen. Huh. I know the two middle children. <laughs> we're like, look at us. <laughs> yeah, um, we're the but she actually introduced me that, to that slogan, and I live my life so hard by yeah. that. Um, so that was a big incentive of yeah. creating Ways to Be Wiser Wednesday because, like, uh, also from like working at Lush, like it's just something that happens. We learn so much about being environmentally friendly, yeah. and you're not forced to adapt anything but you just learn so much about it um and i understand like we're consumers ourselves and like when you're presented with all the information it's really overwhelming and so i'm like you kind of need almost like a a guide to be like look you don't have to do everything perfect start yes do one thing at a time see how it goes do do your best but you don't have to be perfect if you try to be perfect you are going to fail yes and that's that's true of like yes. a diet, a workout regime, um, whatever it might be. Just do a little bit. Yep. Um, so that's what I wanted to do. The ways we wise away and say it's like yes, it's an environmental nod. It's not perfect, but it's something. Yep. Um, the healthy eating again, like if you if you eat healthy, like seventy percent of the time, you're going to get results. Yes. You don't have to do it a hundred percent of the time. If you yes. eat, if you I know from personal experience, if you <laughs> only eat healthy food, you might last maybe two weeks and then you'll binge. <sighs> and I binge hard. Binge. We all, we, when we fall off the wagon, oh, we fall off the wagon, you know? Um, and it's something that I really would love to, to do. Like I currently in my house, like, yes, I have plastic bottles, but I also have a lot of jars, yes. which I, I take to my like scoop and way place. Yeah, and yeah. I, I do that as well. I have uh, basically everything that you see me do on yes. Waste Be Wise, I would say, is stuff that I do in my life. Yes. It all is. Whether that's the, the cleaning products called Zero Co, which I just did, whether it's, you know, the, the rice, apple rice custard, which was the first one I ever <laughs> did. That's something I eat all the time. <laughs> the vegan lasagna. Yeah. I make, I'm making some tonight. Um, uh, the beeswax wraps yes. uh, in place of so blood good. wraps. So good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I use them every day. Yeah. Uh, they're just like little things that I've 
seamlessly being able to add into my life that haven't broken my my bank account, yes. which is important, yep. especially coming out of COVID. It was like, we don't have a lot of money to throw around. It has to be affordable yep. and easy to add into my life. Otherwise, yep. it's not going to work. Yep. So that was the big thing about that. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. I appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's just a clever way to like add in tips uh, and keep people on their toes, you know, thinking about stuff. Um, yeah. So it's like really good. Um, yeah. So let's, uh, I guess, change gears a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And you tell me a little bit more about like you, um, I guess, when you're not in drag, when Clint's just chilling. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what are you watching? Top three, top three shows at the moment. <sighs> Look, I... I know I'm an adult, <laughs> but I watch a lot of cartoons. <laughs> I like something really brainless. Yeah. I barely get, I don't get much chance to relax. Yep. So when I do, I would rather watch something I've watched a million times <laughs> as, as opposed to invest into something, have to really focus on it. Yep. And then 20 minutes go, oh, this is shit. Yep. <laughs> um, so. Uh, what should go to? What's your go-to, like, I'm going to get in the couch and just turn this on because I like it. Cool. The Vicar of Dibley. Okay. The Golden Girls. <laughs> Betty White is my favorite human in the entire planet. Yep. Um, and happy birthday, Betty White, for yesterday. 99 years old and going strong. Oh, she's wow. She's an absolute legend. Um, and probably Miranda. Yep. I love I love to laugh. Yep. I love it. it just it uplifts you. Like, for sure. Um, but there are two series that I have watched uh, before and I'm just dying for the second seasons to come out. <laughs> um, one is called The Great. The Great. I haven't seen that. That's What's with um, Elle Fanning and Nicholas Holt. Okay. Um, I think it's Victoria The Great. Okay. Elizabeth The Great. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's about royals, but it's hilarious because they talk in exactly the same <laughs> like lingo as what we do. Um, but they're all like in the garb and stuff. It's, it's fantastic. Okay. And the other one is called Ghosts, okay. um, which is... It's not. It's not scary ghosts. It's about these ghosts that haunt this manor, and they're trying to uh, to piss off the people that live there. It's British <laughs> British um, sitcom, yeah, uh, but done via ghosts. Okay. Really, really funny. Okay. Yeah, that's that's, pretty cool. that's what I like to do. So, but I can. It doesn't matter what I'm watching. I'm eating. <laughs> I cannot watch anything without eating. Which is difficult. <laughs> what's, your, what's your top snack of choice? Like, Ooh. I'm a popcorn guy. So, like, Ooh. I'm a classic, mm-hmm. like, go sit and watch, like, have some popcorn. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll have a glass of red wine. Okay. And just, like, chill out. And I can, like, do that. It doesn't get, it doesn't get old to me. No. Okay. <laughs> so, um, half a jar of olives. Oh. I love olives. They've got to be seedless because yes. I'll break a tooth. <laughs> uh, um, those, the, the green stuffed ones. Yes. Yeah. I... Olives, uh, I'm a half Italian, so yeah, like I can just pop the them away like candy. Yep. Um, mm, olives, I love like anything that's, I'll, I'll go from like super sweet and super salty. So like I'll then jump to like uh, a pink lady apple or yep. I'll then jump back into some kimchi yes. and then I might go to some like fried eggs. Um, Come through. I, look, my we body got, gets all. We got some similar like kimchi. I bought some oh. kimchi the other day. And oh, it's was, good, Trump, isn't Trump, it? Trump was just like, why? I was like, don't you remember in Mongolia when I used to have kimchi all the time? Like, just had this, like, moment where I just wanted kimchi. And I went and got this big old pail of kimchi. I was eating it throughout the week just randomly. I love kimchi. Wow, you must have been (laughs) farting up a storm. It's so good for you, though. though. Which one do you get? Like, Um, do you get the one with the fish paste in there as well, the fish sauce? Yeah, because I can't find any ones without 
without fish paste. I know oh, there they, is. Okay, you there have to is. Put me on. Yeah, yeah. Because I know a, that they they exist. Yeah. But I just didn't know which brand. And like a, the store that I go up to here, she like translates a lot of like the product like from Korea or oh, right. Japan. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. I'm just like okay, I just go with that kimchi with the fish. Yeah. Paste well, I've I've got a giant tub which is from Korea. Yeah. Like, and it was uh, I was like, oh yeah, get the authentic yeah. stuff, and it's amazing. But it's like. Uh, I don't want cabbage to taste like fish, yeah, which yeah, I know yeah. is the authentic thing, but there is a vegan one that you can get, um, which is just like really chili, garlic, yeah. sour, spicy. I, I think it. it's just from Coles. Sweet. Yeah, like it's it. expensive though. <laughs> is it like you said? That's like the thing. Like as soon as they put <laughs> vegan on the label, you're like, okay, add $5. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Something that should have been like four is now 11. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kimchi, that's a, that's a go-to. But like, that's when I'm trying to be healthy. <laughs> like olives, eggs, apple, kimchi. So what's your like vibe? Chips. <laughs> and my mum's son, like not French fries, like crisps, yes. like chips. Same, same. Um, <laughs> we, we bonded over chips. Uh, <laughs> like the giant ass bags, like two for $7. I'll eat them both in one sitting. Um, barbecue flavor or original? Just yeah. give me all the sodium, all the sodium. So I'm into the, the mm. these Thai chips at the moment, the what? Thai chili. And I had one the other day, red Thai chili. Well, oh. the red Thai and coconut, Ooh. the whole bag, just the <gasps> whole bag. And like, it was from, I don't know if it's from Aldi or like something like that. Yeah, I, I, I felt, I felt really good. <laughs> I felt proud that I like devoured this whole bag, but then mm-hmm. like a, maybe 10 minutes later, I felt mm. like, oh, no gross. <laughs> there are some really cool flavors at uh, DFO. They've got like a, um, I think it's a Japanese food store and they've got like cucumber flavored crisps, <laughs> but it's like like a pickled cucumber. Yeah, so like almost like, yeah. a, like a dill. Um, they've got like roast duck. They've got like pepper steak. Wait, what is it called? I don't know what the name of the store is, but it's at DFO. Yeah, you know yeah, 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 yeah. Go in there. It's like all the outlet stores. Yeah, and yeah, there's course. like one that's got like uh, <laughs> all these. these. You guys got to check out DFO if you want the chips. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Ignore all their clothing and the shoes. <laughs> just go for the chips. <laughs> all of, yeah. They got some. Yeah. DFO is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> How do you, yeah, well, mm-hmm. let me go, l- all right, let's go back a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm all over the place now because you got me interested. Mm-hmm. Um, like, how do you shop? Like, how do you shop um, for a cougar? Like, who's oh. always performing, who always has to probably recreate um, yourself, um, you know, or like add something different. Of course, you're always thinking about, mm-hmm. you know, like the costume mm-hmm. and, the dress, like, do you get a lot of things made? Are you always buying pieces? Like, how do you manage that? As, like you said, Clint, like, has, like, you know, jeans and a t-shirt would be pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, literally. <laughs> that's, that's a good staple. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you manage, like, how do you actually manage cool? Because I imagine sure. you have to, you know, have to change. You do. Uh, like, I've been doing it for four years now, and especially in, like, the first two years, you literally buy everything that you can. You, you've, you've got this incredible fear of FOMO. Yep. <laughs> and so, like, we have, like, a, a Perth Drag uh, performer page where if, you know, someone's like, oh, I have this thing, I'm not wearing it anymore or it doesn't fit, yes. whether it's a wig or an outfit or shoes, um, we put it up on the page and other performers can opt in to buy it. Yep. So that's a really helpful that's resource. Cool. Yeah. Um, but I spent, like, the first two years 
having massive FOMO, especially if it was like a, a performer that I really admired, someone yes. like, you know, Barbecue or Alexis Armstrong, yes. um, Faye Rocious, Scarlett Adams, like they are the ones who came before me yes. and who have incredible outfits yeah, and yeah. wigs and stuff. And I'm like, yes, I'll <laughs> take my money. Um, and you just build up your catalogue, yep. essentially. So that's why Cougar has a lot of stuff. <laughs> I need to cull it down a bit. Um, but now I, I have quite a large, I have a really large wardrobe and wig wardrobe yep. uh, to choose from. Um, but I was, I'll mainly get stuff made now because yep. now I have a, a clearer idea of like yes. what I want to look yep. like. Um, but I still buy stuff too. <laughs> like wigs, of course, I'm not going to... Yep. I have that made for me. That's yeah. just silly. But there's a uh, wigs by vanity is like the the best wigs in Australia, and they just are so expensive. <laughs> but there's a reason why they're just convenient. Yep. Um, yes, yeah, so I have a friend who uh, makes my costumes and has done since Cougar started. That's amazing. Um, Shout out to your friend. Yeah, she's brilliant. Thanks, Leela. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but yeah, if if there's something shiny, I'll generally buy it. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, jewelry and like all of those kind of things, like the jewelry outfits. Yeah. If it's sparkly, I'm like, I'll look. I don't need any more. Like it's yeah. really dangerous that you walk past those like those jewelry stores and they're like up to seventy percent off. I'm like, I don't need anything, but for seventy percent off, I'll fucking look. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> Five pairs for twelve dollars. I don't need any more, but I'll look. And then you of course walk out with something. Yeah, so um That's awesome. Uh mainly having stuff made, uh but you know, it depends. Like for example, with the upcoming show with Filthy, that's a really sexy show yeah. and like it's a very big departure from the glamorous Hollywood yep. um vintage style of what Cougar does with the big band yes. with Perth Cabaret Collective. So like that's two very different yeah. looks. Um so I have stuff for that and stuff for that. Mm. So you've kind of it's like playing extreme dress ups, but like <laughs> also like extreme personality disorder. You um you described this in an interview before, um, and I love the way you put this. Uh, like uh, it's kind of like drag is like um, extreme sports. Yes, but, yes. But with like fashion and yes. like uh, and dress up, and I think uh, what a way to put it. And like I think kind of simplify it, uh, make it accessible. I think that's like it, what it is. But I think um, it is also just as technical and clever and creative and uh, you know sometimes in the moment um and it was makes you good as an artist um and so uh, it made it made me think of something um that you d used to do um and i wanted to know a little bit more about it like mm -hmm. what was still happening the the drag queen um story hour mm -hmm. um is that still a thing it um, is a thing so during covid i was doing it every single week yeah. because people needed something to do they're stuck at home they're like something different than yep. netflix and stan um i still do ways to be wiser wednesday and drag queen story hour yep. live stream yep. once a month okay. every month yep. um so i haven't released the dates of what month is it january okay but it will be soon <laughs> yeah, yeah and and i know um and it used to be initially uh, was that like something that sparked off like uh going and like reading to children or how did that it started in person so yeah. like uh actually in real life yeah um and so I would do it with uh, my local bookstore, which is Rabble Books yes. in Maylands, a very inclusive safe space for yep. everyone. The thing I love about their selection of books, which yep. they've curate, curated, is that it doesn't matter whether you are uh, straight, gay, pink or purple polka dotted, yes. whether you come from this culture or that, from this religion 
or that from from a family of this skin color or this skin color or this skin color there is uh, there are books of every age yes. that you will find yourself represented in, which yes. is huge. That's good. Now, look, I'm I'm a, a very privileged, like blending with my wh white skin color, nearly everywhere I go. <laughs> but um, from the the LGBTQI perspective, there were no books yes. with that sort of narrative, and I'm sure you can relate as well. <laughs> like all the characters that would go through a conflict, it was resolved by them finding uh, a spouse of the opposite gender. Yes. There were no same-sex um, resolutions, <laughs> at least not happily in in films up until recently. Like, yep. you might have a like a, a a gay romance film and someone dies. Yep. I'm like, cool. That's really not <laughs> uplifting. Um, can but the thing, <laughs> can we please just survive? <laughs> We've gone through enough. Um, but the fact that uh, Rubble has books such as like for children yes. called like Heather has two mums. Yep. Or That's the powerful. complete opposite, like my two daddies, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, are just two of the many, 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 many examples. And then there's also um, so many books about uh, not not about the Black Lives Matter movement, yes. but uh, that celebrate like the Aboriginal culture yes. as well. And I'm like, I l grew up in this country, yes. And the extent of my entire education about um, Aboriginal culture yep. uh, was one afternoon in year five of doing a long stitch yeah. of what we thought Aboriginal people looked like. <sighs> like my own country completely failed me and everyone in my generation yes. at least yep. of knowing anything about, yeah. about this. I'm like, we're on their land yes. and we know nothing <laughs> about them. So the fact that, you know, those books now do exist and are more accessible, it gives me a lot of hope for yep. the upcoming generations yep. that they will feel represented, yeah, that definitely. they'll feel seen, that they'll feel included. And I know for myself that if these books had existed when I was growing up, it would have made coming out a lot easier. Yes. And do you think do you think um, there's any pushback like from parents and um, people like in the community as it relates to, you know, like um, I think because I think these topics and like uh, and drag queens and LGBTQ like I think we should be like out and about. Yes, um, we have I to think, be seen um, doing our thing mm -hmm. and just having fun and also like living life. Um, do you feel that there's any pushback in the community? Or do you think that like uh, Perth has grown in a sense? And like, what have you seen like for yourself? Or do you think there's still some 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 speaking and conversations that are like to be had? Oh, um, there's always conversations that course, have to happen. Um, which it can be frustrating because yeah. as much as we have some excellent progress happening, yeah. you you we idealistically hope we're like, oh, we've made progress. We're not going to go back, but it can go back. Yes. It can. Yep. Um, with, uh, with like, the progression of, like, drag queen story time and everything, it's just storytelling. Like, I try to normalise it, like what I do with drag. Like, exactly. that is extreme dress-ups. Yep. Like, that's that's all we're doing. We're yep. It's for entertainment. Yes. It's it's not hyper-sexualised or anything yep. like that. It's just extreme dress-ups. Yep. Just kind of like what, like, when you go put on your suit, like, if you're a police officer, your uniform is not what you look like when yes. you get home. You take all that off. Mm -hmm. um, um, but there is still, you know, people in the world, in Perth, who who don't like it and uh, they would... I think they feel like if 
whatever minority is being discussed at the moment, um, the same people who will, who will be like, oh, no, I'm not supporting that, no way. Yes. They think that if if support is given to that minority, then it's taken away from themselves. Yes. I'm like, equality is not a pie. No. <laughs> By them getting a small slice of it doesn't mean that you get less. The equality is endless. Yes. It yeah, just yeah, means yeah. you need to stop being a, a shithead, yep. basically. Yep. Treat people how you want to be treated. I think that's really hard for people sometimes. <laughs> yes, but it's the same people who, who have trouble with that, who have never been told no their entire life. Yep. They needed to be smacked on the bum as a child more <laughs> and be told no. <laughs> that's the thing, parents. If you raise assholes, <laughs> you get grown-up assholes who then get into p- positions of power and are assholes for many generations. I, you know what? I completely agree with that. <laughs> I completely agree with that. Yeah. Um, so, like, I'm an uncle now. Like, yeah. I've got, like, eight nephews and nieces, and they're all pretty well behaved. They're, they're pretty great kids. But I am the uncle who doesn't take any shit from them. Yes. I'm like, nope. Yeah. Nuh-uh. <laughs> I, I, and I'm allowed to as their uncle. Yes. I yeah. think it, someone has to be like, look, I'm not going to have to live with your consequences. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't like you... I'm telling you no. Yes, yeah. yes. I, I think that's important. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, we're wrapping up soon. Mm-hmm. I, it's been so good to have you here. Thank Clint, you. Thanks for having Cougar. me. Um, <laughs> just funny, like full circle. Um, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I love your work and I love the shows that you got coming up. Um, three things that um, you're grateful for um, and then any inspiration that you have for like up and coming artists, up and coming, uh, maybe somebody who's listening who uh, may not be on your same trajectory, but um, you know needs some encouragement with that, that coming out mm. um, to family. Um, so gratitude, and then any inspirational tips or any like words. Of so three things I'm grateful for. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm grateful to to be able to do what I love. Definitely. Um, of course, with the timing of what's happening in the world with COVID being in Perth, we've lucked out. Yep. Yes, Perth has been pretty good, but our isolation was our biggest saviour. Yes. Like if we lived yep. anywhere else, yep. like in the States, yes. we don't get isolation. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you would moving. still be screwed up. <laughs> Take care out there. <laughs> so we are, we are so, I'm so grateful to be living in Perth. Um, mm. Perth is an excellent place to live. Yeah. Like, for both of us who have lived in other countries and everything, like you, it, ta- well, for me, like living in Perth and moving away, you come back and you're like, oh, we have it so good here. Even before COVID, like yeah. we have a beautiful, beautiful city. Yes. I love Perth. Yes. Um, Agreed. <laughs> second thing I'm grateful for is um, having good people around me. Yep. And that's re- wherever you are in the world, whatever you do with your life, like quality people is a big thing. Um, yeah, <laughs> COVID, you know, it made us reassess. Like, if they're not good, ditch them. Yeah. Who gives yeah. a shit about their feelings? It's your life. That should be the first and foremost yep. thing. Yep. Yep. Um, third thing. Oh, <laughs> I have to say it. It came into my head. I'm grateful for wine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, because it's just such a diffuser of my stress. Like, I don't have it very often, but when I do, my best mate Mark and I, I go to his house, we have pizza, we have wine. He forces me to watch a horrible uh, <laughs> horror film, which I'm a big wimp. I'm like, ah, I can't watch. Um, 
but just to be able to diffuse with people. Yes. Yeah, that's that's super important. And for me, it's why for other people it might be dancing at a nightclub. It yes. might be going to do a yoga class. It's just a way to diffuse. Yes. Super important. Yep. Um, yeah. And any words of wisdom for any up-and-coming artists, any up-and-coming uh, drag queens, any, any, yeah, anybody in general. Um, well, I mean, this year has been crazy. I know, like you said, you as an artist have, um, yeah, yeah, everybody's had those challenges, and uh, it's been amazing to like. I think, yeah, you've used this year wisely, um, and I think some people can take some really, uh, you know, like some some lef- lessons from like taking like what could probably be like a very hard and. Mm. Like, weird looking year and mm. just take it and like be like you know what i'm on it <laughs> i think you've been owning this year uh with your thank content you and like you know so well it's if it's properly because i'm a, a control freak <laughs> and i don't like being told what to do <laughs> um um but yeah i i didn't think of it at the time of of like oh i'm making this year mine but i'm mm. just like I want to stay relevant. Yeah. And at that time, we thought we had zero income. We didn't know how long we would have zero income yeah. for. So I was like, I've got to do this to create like a Patreon account and get people to help support me. And yes. like, um, but I think the best advice, it's funny giving advice because like, I by no means think I've like made it or whatever. Yeah, but I, get that. Um, I think Figure out what you do well. Yep. And unapologetically flog the shit out of that. <laughs> because at the end of the day, like, it doesn't matter. Whatever field of work that you work in, but I'm going to use drag as an example. Like, of course, if you can do the splits or death drops, people are conditioned to cheer for that. Yes. But there's other stuff they can cheer for as well. They just haven't been taught how to do it yet. So find out what you do well. If that's the splits or death drops, great, do that. <laughs> if it's like me and it's making people laugh, focus on that. Yes. Um, because it's not only going to help build your brand, it makes you feel bloody good when yes. you walk off that stage and people go, I love that number. <laughs> and you're like, thanks, I created that. Yeah. Um, and that's a really big reflection of you. Yeah. yeah, stay true to, not stay true, everyone says that. Find out what you do, flog the shit out of it. Yeah. Um, and also, it's okay to give up yes. and then start again. Mm-hmm. Take a break. Yep. Um, I remember t- speaking to like all the queens who came before me. I just like, when I first started, I like really like hit the ground running. And yep. I was like, I'm hitting a brick wall. Like, I'm just not getting the reaction I want. I'm not feeling excited about yep. it anymore. And they're like, take a break. Yep. We've all taken breaks. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you took a break? They're like, everyone who is still working today has taken breaks. Mm-hmm. Just to... Get some perspective. Yes. Um, have the time around your thoughts to think, what do I want to create? Because, you know, when they're booked and blessed and they are performing every second day, yes. you don't have that time to diffuse and go, mm, what do I want to create yeah. next? Yeah. <laughs> that's good. I, I like, think that's, like, perfect advice, you know? Um, and the taking a break is really, really, like, important. I, um, myself... I'm a firm believer in um, stillness, silence, or you know, meditation, or whatever mm-hmm. that is. Um, and like you said before, going back to something that you you did say, like however you diffuse and like settle in, and like um, you know, you do that. Um, and I think do that and then attack. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, you know, um, I, I 
think that's really powerful. Uh, it's been so good to have you here. Thank um, you so much for having <laughs> me. It's been a great chat. <laughs> I um I was I was like uh, asking my partner. I'm like. I wonder if Clint's going to come in drag or if he's going to come oh. in drag. <laughs> it's too early to be in drag. Drag is not a date. Like, you saw me in drag at, at Pride. I was like, that's a rarity. I, uh, I'm like, it shows everything. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> we like the dim lighting. <laughs> thank you so much, Cougar Morrison. Uh, thank you so much for having thank me. Thank you for coming, Clint. Like, I, you know, uh, please check... Uh, Cougar Morrison out, uh, the work, the music, the comedian, uh, just uh, Stella. Looking forward to Fringe Best yes. uh, and Fringe World. Um, check them out. And yeah, I look forward to having you on this podcast again. For sure. Um, talking about some other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Peace.